Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecamerraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Dice Camera Action with the crew. Hello. Hi. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Jared Knabenbauer uh, is not going to be joining us tonight because he's got some other busy things on his schedule to deal with. Um, but we have a special guest star, Mr. Yay. Mark Holmes. Hello. Hello, everybody. Great to be here. Very excited. Yeah. And uh, as you know, we took last week off because many of us were traveling or at E3 playing games and having weird fun times. Uh, so just to bring everybody up to speed, my voice is shot. That's why I sound like this. Sorry about that. And uh, when we last left the Waffle Crew, they had taken Diaz's body up to the Abbey of St. Markovia. And they confronted the abbot and discovered uh, to their horror, or at least Strix's horror, uh, that he was preaching the gospel of Evelyn. <laughs> And using Evelyn's own words uh, uh, to justify his odd actions. Um, but uh, in addition to meeting the abbot, the party also met his uh, construct, Vasilka, this bride that he made for Strahd. Uh, originally, he was going to raise DF only if the party was willing to find Vasilka a wedding dress, but um, uh, Paulton was very persuasive. Yeah. And convinced him to raise DF no strings attached, uh, which he did. Um, now, when the warm uh, light fell upon DF's body and strength started to return to his dead bones, uh, it was around that time Strix was having a bit of a fit. <laughs> As we I recall. broke a candle. Yeah, <laughs> and Paulton was uh, was playing that viol that he had found, as I recall. Mm -hmm. And uh, then this uh, strange, well, not strange, this figure came into view coming down the steps of the chapel into the main uh, room a woman of striking beauty dark raven hair and alabaster white skin with what appears to be an artificial leg wearing uh, a leather jacket uh, uh, that seemed to be torn and cut in a few places maybe a smear of blood here and there um, and 
Uh, we kind of left it at that. Now, I would like to mention that because Jared can't make it tonight, and uh, we do have, uh, uh, he and I have traded some secret messages about Diath recently. Let me just say that uh, for purposes of this session, Diath is with the party, but like Wesley in The Princess Bride, uh, his experience of coming back from the dead has left him so weak he can barely do anything. So he'll just be this kind of... Uh, sad, limp little <laughs> guy that you're going to have to kind of drag and help around. <laughs> yeah. Until such time as Jared graces us with his presence once again. So, did I forget anything? Does that cover all the bases? I'm kind of sick and I'm doped up on medication. So oh, no. something out. The only thing that I was remembering is that there was some question as to whether this was evil or good. And then right. it, it yes. was... Strix, Strix was upset because the nature of the magic was necromantic. Right. Um, and Evelyn was upset because she was sensing something about the abbot, that he is celestial. Mm-hmm. He's also evil. And, and evidently evil. <laughs> and the idea of an evil celestial like can that even be Is but that then i believe that like my final line was something like from the darkness springs great light so i was like i was yeah. driving with him i like didn't right. understand where the evil was coming in but i felt like the good was using the evil and that was okay with me mm, okay i think i remember that yeah but not okay with strix just so we know <laughs> Celestials. Uh, yes. Uh, so this figure coming down the stairs, now joining you and the abbot and Vasilka, um, as previously described, this, this woman, uh, the way she dresses, the way she carries herself sort of reminds you of the, uh, the Vistani, uh, that you encountered at Madame Ava's camp. Uh, uh, there's a, a life to her that you can sense right away that many Barovians don't seem to have. Um, by the same token, she also seems to be, uh, there's an intensity to her. Uh, now, uh, is there anything that you would like to do right off the bat? I curtsy deeply okay how about you Strix you've been, you've been going around knocking things over <laughs> she just did she walk in here with no sound I don't like she just snuck in yeah she uh she sort of came down the steps the way you entered uh uh but uh you were so caught up in your the tirade and in in the and this whole spectacle of DF being raised uh, that you don't really know how long how long she's been there um, at least a, at least a minute um, all right yeah she's not, to move rather stealthily I'm just gonna look at her and, go, ah! and then back up and cast mage armor on myself <laughs> all right and Paulton you were uh, like the first to take notice of her Oh yeah, the woman, because he was supposed to meet the woman. Yes, mm-hmm. this reminds you of Madame Ava's uh, card reading and prophecy. Yep. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking back to that conversation. I yes. look up there. I'm like, you remember when uh, the mists card was drawn? Madame Ava uh-huh. said to you, 
of Istana wanders this land alone, searching for her mentor. She does not stay in one place for long. Seek her out at St. Markovia's Abbey near the mists. Oh, all right. So she's like an eight. That's pretty good. Oh my gosh. On hearing uh, Polton's remark there, yeah. the, uh, the woman, you can see she puts a hand on her hip, uh, grasping the hilt of a rapier, and you just see a thin sneer, kind of a smirking smile crosses over her lips as she kind of looks down on the rest of the party. And you can see that that kind of comment gets like at least a kind of a, a small amount of humor from her. Evelyn's kind of checking her out to determine whether she thinks she's an aide or not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Well, well, well. She's trying to find at least a six in there. She doesn't really like it. Just to to refresh, that's what she looks like. Yeah. Cool. Adi. Also, P.S. I'm seeing people in chat ask our level. We forgot to mention we jumped to level five last week. Right. Yes. So maybe we'll see uh, the party fling around a few new spells this week. Awesome. All right. Um, so Esmeralda, did you want to uh, come down to their level or? Stay yeah. In their case? So uh, Esmeralda will start making her way down the stairs, but you, those of the those uh, are watching her quite closely notices that she kind of hides this artificial leg. She tries to kind of make sure that that one is kind of staying behind her all the time. Whenever she stops to take a stand, uh, she looks down at the group assembled. Well, isn't this quite the little party that we've got here? And who might all of you be? I jump out in front and I'm like, hello, very nice to meet you. I am Evelyn Marthane, servant of the great morning lord, Lathander. And these are my compatriots. That's uh, Strix and that's Paulton. And this is, uh, um, we just met some new friends. Do you want to introduce yourselves? I'm actually already quite familiar with the abbot and his... um, Creation, shall we call them? Uh, I'm quite. Yeah, you're quite new to this area, though it seems. Um, hmm. How interesting. And uh, what can we call you? Oh, my apologies. My name is Esmeralda. Uh, I'm looking for someone here, but uh, I had to retreat to this abbey. I've had a bit of a. And she kind of gestures down towards the like torn jacket and the blood smear. Well. A little bit of trouble, shall we say, with the locals. Hmm. I think we're here preaching to the choir. There's a bunch of trouble over here, and I'm just... Oh, I knock a leather candlestick off the table. <laughs> <laughs> I go and pick up the candlestick and put it back on the table. <laughs> I'm really uh, mad about that. <laughs> Esmeralda looks over at Strix and kind of gives her a look and is just like, yes, you're not, you're not wrong there, my dear. This place is definitely... Uh, up to some trouble, I think. And she kind of casts a, a quick glance over towards the abbot. She's like, finally! I like you. <laughs> uh, yes, you can see uh, that the the abbot is uh, standing next to the chair where Vasilka is sitting uh, at the end of this dining table. Uh, and he's got one hand placed gently uh, on her shoulder uh, while she just sits there demurely in silence um, kind of watching the conversation but you get the impression she's not fully grokking it uh, 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 the abbot does not 
has not spoken a word, however, since Esmeralda appeared. Now, I will mention uh, while you guys are getting to know each other that uh, there's a lot of cold air coming into the room now because the, the door to the courtyard is open and has been open um, ever since Cloven, the two-headed uh, mongrel folk, uh, left the room with his cauldron of food to feed the other mongrel folk in the insane asylum. Uh, and now that cold air is starting to blow into this room, um, causing the candles to sway and basically uh, filling the room with a nasty chill. Uh, but through that open door, you can still sort of hear in the distance the clamoring and uh, the the noise that seems to come out of the, the madhouse. Uh, it's not deafening by any stretch, uh, but you, it's inescapable. You can also see it seems to be snowing outside now. Is, was it that kind of weather before, or is that a huge change? No, it's not a huge change. It was always cold enough to snow, and now you can see, yeah, there's light snow sort of blowing in the doorway. Um, it's not like it's going to accumulate in any great degree, but it just reminds you just how cold it is actually outside here. Hmm. Oh, I say, oh, I, I almost forgot. And I go and pick up Dia by like under his arms and kind of right. hold him up like a little puppet. And I'm like, and this is our friend Dia. Say hi, Dia. Right. Yeah. About the most he can muster is, uh, a, you know, a couple blinks and a, a few monosyllabic words. I, uh, I put a blanket over him because it's cold. Yeah. Quite okay. the conversationalist, it seems. He was mostly dead all morning. <laughs> oh, I... I uh, literally or figuratively? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, Lady Evelyn, was it? Indeed. I don't know if you're planning on sticking around here, but it's quite the madhouse. Uh, I don't suppose you're planning on getting out of here anytime soon, are you? Well, uh, I mean, we came here to uh, have the abbot see to, to DF, and I know uh, Strix has been wanting to leave pretty much since we got here. So, uh, I mean, I suppose we were, we were planning to leave. Uh, Paulton, did you have anything else you wanted to do while we're here? <laughs> I'm just kind of like, like cautiously watching. I'm just like, I'm, I, I think Okay, sounds like we're fine. Time to go. Come on, Paulton. I grab his arm and like start <laughs> skipping out the door. <laughs> All right. Well, being pulled. <laughs> and uh, are you are you leaving DF then? No, no, no. I, I <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I figure Strix actually isn't like I was carrying him the whole time he was dead. So I guess I guess I remember that I need to carry him. So I like go pick him up and like fireman carry him. Okay. And then I'm like collecting everyone. And I would just have to drag him if it was my job. <laughs> uh, Esmeralda will. Sorry, go on. And I don't expect Paulton to carry anything, so I just don't. <laughs> uh, Ezra will come down the stairs towards the he rest carry, of you. He carries tunes. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ezra will come down the stairs and kind of gesture to the rest of the party and say, well, if you're making your way out of here, I wouldn't mind accompanying you. It's a, a little bit dangerous out there on its way. I've got some business to attend to, but traveling together seems like a sensible idea, given how dangerous this place can be. Yeah, we're, we're kind of we're down one head, so I guess we could use a little help. I, I, I don't see any issues there. 
Well, I'm sure you wouldn't. I suppose hey. you're not too bad. At least a six. I suppose. <laughs> Ooh. You're, you're a Ooh, okay. Chris is gonna look at uh, Esmeralda and be like, "You're, you're, you're a basher who seems like they can take care of themselves. Why are you gonna follow around with us?" Oh, well, let's just say I'm. Hmm, I've got some business to attend to that's my own that the the other Vistani aren't really interested in. So that's you fair. are kind of mean. Sorry? You are Vistani then. Yes, I am of the family, but, uh, well, let's just say I've been traveling on my own for some time. Well, I don't know how you feel about wine, but that's where we're headed next is to um, wizard, wine, wizard, something about Strix. What was the wizard wine something? The wizards of, wizard of wine winery. Yes, that's where we're going. Oh, yeah. Cool. Quite the I know Fulton really wants to go there, so... Well, if you don't mind, I'll accompany you for a time, but uh, maybe along the way we can have a bit of a chat. It seems like you've traveled around a bit. I might have some questions for you. All right. All right. Uh, so you are going to take your leave of the abbot then? I, I give him a look like this. Like, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching him. I like over tricks. I'm just like... <laughs> oh, 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 right. Got it. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Paulton, are you going to uh, leave behind the, the veal? Or the vial, I should say. Hmm. Like, you know what? This is a beautiful thing, but it is not mine. All right. I will leave it. Okay. Hmm. Or should I? No, I'm going to leave. No. The, the abbot would, uh, he says, uh, I would be very grateful if you were to leave that behind. <laughs> I just kind of... Fair. <laughs> All right. Uh, I exchange like a, you know, a blessing, like a ritualistic Lathander blessing with the, the abbot before I leave. Ugh. Just sort of give you, um, well, Vasilka just sort of looks at you impassively. Uh, the abbot just gives you kind of a warm smile. Then I take my leave. Yes. When you go back out into the courtyard, yeah, you can see it's snowing, not heavily, uh, but it's coming down. Uh, the courtyard is desolate at the moment, except for that flapping creature tethered to one of the posts on the far side of the courtyard. Uh, and it seems just as annoyed as it was when you first arrived. Uh, you can also see an open doorway leading into the madhouse and therein all kinds of odd noises. Uh, but uh, you're able to uh, make your way out of the courtyard and um, you are and get outside of the abbey proper without encountering anybody. Uh, now, uh, if you intend to return to the town, there's a little path you'll follow uh, through the abbey here to the main gatehouse, where you encountered those two degenerate mongrel folk, gatekeepers. You remember them? Mm -hmm. and, they're, and immediately to the left of the gatehouse, there's a sort of a clear open area uh, just uh, to the north of the church where there's a, a graveyard. Um, and you can see snow is starting to uh, form on top of everything. Uh, 
Uh, now, when you make your way back to those gatehouses, you don't see any sign of the two mongrel folk who greeted you to have disappeared or gone away or gone somewhere. Maybe they are getting food. Who knows? Um, well, the snickety snooks. Right. <laughs> um, but Evelyn, I would like you to make a perception for me. Oh, yeah. I'm very upset that they're not there because I felt I felt a connection to them. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. Uh, that's a nine. Okay. Uh, you've certainly got a lot on your mind carrying DNF and with your new companion. I'm trying to, like, keep snow off him. I kind of, like, pat his butt reassuringly, like, it's okay, I got you. Right. And uh, as you know, the abbey is sort of perched on this kind of mountainous shelf about 700 feet taller than the town below. Uh, and there's a, there's a switchback trail that goes down the mountainside as it uh, makes its way down into the village of Kresk. Uh, you begin to navigate this thin snow, thinly snow-covered trail and uh, begin your descent back into town. And you're able to arrive at the town. It takes you about maybe... 45 minutes to get down back into the town proper. Now, Kresk, as I've described it, is small. It's contained within a wall, and mostly it's just rustic cottages and trees um, with some uh, chicken pens and pig pens, and um, it's it's all very rural. Uh, Are our Wolver guys still there? Now, yeah, you left a few people down in the village. You left uh, the two wolf hunters, Zoldar mm -hmm. and Yevgeny. You also left Irina, mm -hmm. Oyana, who was helping the burgomaster's wife. Mm -hmm. uh, when you get down into town, very little has changed. Uh, it's about uh, late afternoon uh, by the time you get there. Uh, the sky is uh, gray. Snow is falling. Um, it's one of those times in the day where it's really hard to tell what time it is just because everything is so dark and gray. Um, people are bundled up, of course, because, you know, it's freezing. Um, you can see the only thing that's really changed apart from the weather is in the village square, uh, which you sort of come upon right away, there is a wagon that wasn't there before. And uh, uh, you don't see, there aren't any horses tethered to it, uh, but around the wagon, you see uh, a group of villagers has mustered. <laughs> I legit thought you, you meant the group of villagers <laughs> has mustered. <laughs> <laughs> The reason why the villagers are gathering around this wagon is it seems to be laden with uh, casks of what you think is wine. Oh, wine's back. Yeah, it seems like it seems like a wine shipment has arrived. Um, now, around the wagon, you see a half dozen uh, kind of burly, fur-clad human men and women with weapons drawn. 
like they're guarding it. And the, and the villagers are kind of shouting at them to hand over the wine, give us our wine. It's been so long, we've had, we haven't had wine <laughs> over a month. And uh, these guards are uh, um, not allowing the villagers to get close to the wine. Hmm. A desperate thing to keep people from Barovia from their wine. This could exactly. get quite ugly quite quickly. Yes. People really want their bob. Yes. Mm. Why on earth are they not giving it to them? I don't know. We should probably move in a bit closer and find out. Yes. Uh, when you do, you can see that there are a few villagers uh, that you come upon who are sort of on the outskirts. Uh, do you want to ask them specifically? Yes. Okay. Excuse me. Uh, they tell you that um, that wine shipment, the 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 people who are guarding it aren't the normal aren't from the winery. Uh, they claim they found the wagon abandoned, and they brought it to the village and are trying to now uh, negotiate. They want to negotiate with the burgomaster for the wine. Um, a couple of the villagers think they might be brigands. Well, that sounds certainly pretty fishy to me. Um, but they're uh, right now, uh, they're just waiting for, well, the burgomaster would normally deal with this matter, but because he had his throat slashed and he's been, yeah. uh, they're, the villagers are hoping that the burgomaster's wife, Anna Kreskova, will be able to mediate the situation. But she's not here yet. Uh, one of the brigands was taken to her by oh, no. a couple villagers. Uh, and the rest of the villagers aren't sure what's happening at this point. Mm. It's at that particular moment when uh, you hear some shouts begin to rise up from the village. And as uh, you look around, just make perception checks to see and sort of gauge what's going on at this point. And everybody can roll. 11. 11. 17 for Esmeralda. All right. Uh, 18. I got, 18. Whoa. I got eight. Okay. So Paulton and Esmeralda, you can see through the lightly falling snow that uh, this, this uh, disturbance is being caused by what appears to be two of these brigands dragging Irina <gasps> from the burgomaster's house. Um, and uh, the burgomaster's wife, Anna, is ordering them to release her, and they are ignoring her. I order them to release her. In the name of Lathander, release her friend Irina! Yeah. Um, but before That's that happens... Um, Esmeralda and Paulton, since you were the first to notice this, mm -hmm. is there anything that you guys want to do? Oh, right. I didn't notice yet. I never noticed. <laughs> You're just so excited. <laughs> I was just like, ah, ah, Lathander, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Diath is complaining in your ear, Evelyn, that you're, <laughs> you're, you're not carrying him uh, very well. He's uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm like playing with him like a puppet. I'm like, yeah. I'm Diath. I'm going to help with this situation. <laughs> I just kind of point out what's happening. It's like, hey, they're they're doing and then I just 
explain. Just so <laughs> everyone can know. Yeah, I think Esmeralda at this point, she doesn't really know who Irina is, but obviously no. she's like, look, something's happening. So she'll point uh, Strix and, and uh, Evelyn towards it and just kind of say, well, it looks like something's happening, if nothing else. All right. So as you all to make your way through the wine-deprived crowd, um, who are all there um, eager to get their uh, casks of wine that they've waited too long for, um, you begin to assess out the tactical situation more closely, and you can see, yeah, there are a total of eight of these fur-clad brigands who seem to have either taken this wine supply or chanced upon it and are trying to basically uh, keep it out of the villagers' hands. Uh, six of them around the wagon, two of them hauling Arena toward the wagon. When Arena sees you, she's like... Uh, she calls out to you and says, uh, well, actually, no. Uh, she calls out to the brigands and says, uh, let go of me. If you do not let go of me, you will not live to see the night. She means it. Yeah. And Anna Kreskova, the burgomaster's wife, uh, is behind them, just berating them, saying, how dare you come into our village under false pretenses, pretending to bring wine and kidnapping one of our guests. Re release her at once. I think and at this point... laugh. They're just like, you don't have any way to stop us. At this point, I think Ez will try and step out of the crowd towards the brigands. Yep. Um, and can I like make an insight or perception check to see, try and see if there's one of them which seems to be like the leader or one of them that seems to be kind of cajoling the rest of them or at least kind of, you know, seems to be like the toughest one or something like that? Sure. Make an insight check. Ooh, 21. Yes, you can see that uh, one of the, the one who's primarily got Arena mm -hmm. is pulling her along by the arm. Uh, you can see that he seems to be uh, the one uh, with the most uh, charisma, uh, the one who seems to be in command of the situation. Okay, so I'd like to, uh, Esmeralda is going to move up to him and try and get within, like try and get close, try and get within about 10 feet. And she's going to, as she's moving up to him, she's just like, I don't know who exactly you folks think you are, but as you can see, this town has quite a lot of irate folks about it. Me and my friends don't quite take kindly to people dragging women through the streets. And I'm going to narrow my eyes at him, and I'd like to use uh, the evil eye of the Vistani. Ooh. All right. Uh, to do a charm person, or actually a hold person, I think, actually, please. All right. That's a fun toy. Yeah. <laughs> All righty then. So he DC needs to make a saving throw. Yeah, DC 14. Right. Okay. Uh he turns away from Arena briefly uh, to uh, look at you. Um, uh, he, is, he, is a, <laughs> he is a tall, uh, burly, bearded man. Um, uh, there's a, a grim intensity about him and also uh, a, a tremendous amount of strength. You can see he's mm. very physically powerful. Um, and he turns to you and he says, Who am I? Who am I? I am Kirill Stoyanovich. I am an emissary of Strahd von Zarovich. 
Ooh. As soon as he said <gasps> Rod von Zarovich, I like with my flying boots jump into the air and wield lightfall and like this like epic like ah! I'm like so, at the ready to okay. him. So Diaz just goes sort of collapsing down. <laughs> yeah, I totally <laughs> just leave him. Uh, just sitting in the snow, <laughs> his head sort of lolling to one side <laughs> as you brandish your weapon. And uh he says the king demands his bride. Hmm. Do not stand in our way. Eyes narrow, hand goes to the rapier and, uh, on the side. He seems to, he seems to uh, save against your evil eye and deflect mm. your Vistani ways. And he says, do not come between Strahd and his bride. You, my friend, are just a little man, and I fought a lot scarier than you. Don't try and make threats to me. Let her go now. He says, we are not men. And then uh, he barks an order, and he and his companion, who are flanking Irina, uh, they, uh, you can see uh, they uh, draw weapons. The other six turn into wolves. Uh. Okay, then. <laughs> Roll initiative. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Strix is watching this happen and she just knew it. She was like, oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, dang. Ooh. I rolled a nat 20. So 22. Oh, nice. 22. First 20 of the night. How about you, Paulton? Nice and powerful six. <laughs> and Strix? 13. Esmeralda. 11. All right. So, Evelyn, uh, you are by far the most prepared and ready to act. When you see that these uh, men and women transform into wolves, you instantly realize, ah, werewolves. Mm, so they don't look like like cute puppy wolves. They no. look like... They look like horrible, demon, snarling canine creatures. Okay. Cool. And does this include the one that has arena? So the one that has arena and the one closest to him are still in their human form. All right. So uh, there, there are six. Happening. There are oh. six wolf, six werewolves in wolf form, and two in human form. I want to yell and use uh, my thaumaturgy to make it super loud to tell all the villagers to run. Going to do the same thing. <laughs> tell them to run. I'm just like, run, go in your houses. Run home! Lock the doors. Okay. Well, you can certainly do that as a free action. Um, Evelyn, what would you like to do? Uh, draw weapons. <laughs> Evelyn. Evelyn gets to go first. Oh, sorry. Right? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Our names sound kind of similar, Esmeralda. Yeah. I heard E and then. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I ritualistically like move one hand because I have light fall in one hand and I do this like ritual motion. And I say, kindle the light, shelter the light, preserve the light, and be the light. And I cast magic weapon on Lathander or on a Lightfall. All right. Bonus action. And then I just like from above terror drop Lightfall onto what's his face, Von Swess's face. <laughs> All right. So you're going after the leader then? Yes. All right. Although. He's very close to Arena, so am I risking injuring her at all? No. Okay. No. Okay. Um, so you come flying down upon him. 
mm-hmm. like some sort of terrible angel of vengeance. Mm-hmm. Uh, make your attack roll. Oh man, <laughs> I'm like plus seven. I can't fail. <laughs> uh, it's a two, so that's but a nine. You, you do have an extra attack though. I know, but it's oh, really cool. embarrassing to have failed my first one coming that's down to an angel of vengeance. Yeah, <laughs> it's the backswing. Um, yeah, so the first one uh, does not make contact. You can. I try to make it look like that was just a warning, like I didn't have to miss. I like <laughs> right. it on the ground. Yeah, and then I'm like, because ah. <laughs> <laughs> I look straight at him like, ah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I do my next one at the end of the round, right? Uh, you you get your next attack right now. Oh, sweet! So yeah, I just like re-raise it and go yeah. for. <laughs> <laughs> this is much better than 26 okay uh you are able to cut into his flesh and uh, because you have a magical weapon he actually feels this okay oh awesome God. awesome and i think i'm trying to decide whether i had my shield out or not i didn't determine that i feel like i did not i feel like i was dual hand wielding yeah so that is d10 plus four where's my d10 there you are Oh, well, seven. All right. Uh, you cut into his flesh. Ah! And ah. the name of Lathander! It also made us create new augmentations. What? Sorry, I was looking up the spelling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next thing that happens is the werewolves attack. So, uh, Strix, uh, as you tell the locals to run away, that's what they do. They begin to scatter and flee to their homes. Um, uh, uh, which is good, because the werewolves would probably have started tearing them to pieces. <laughs> good job, feeling. Strix. I had a feeling it was going to happen. Yes. Because uh, so. <laughs> villagers, unless told what to do, will stand there and be ripped apart. Yes. Yeah. Strix worries about the little guy. Yep. Uh, that being said, two of the werewolves do go scampering off, chasing after villagers. Uh, that uh, four in in the two two of the six in wolf form. The other four wolves uh, begin to. Uh, uh, well, actually, they all sort of turn their canine heads to Kirill, and uh, uh, Kirill uh, says to them, What are you waiting for? Tear them to pieces. <laughs> I'm so afraid. <laughs> and uh, the wolves come after you, Strix, Paulton, no! and Zerelda. What? Why not me? Oh, because you've got Kirill and his uh, his, his pal. Why, why not me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, Strix, uh, one of them comes lunging toward you and rolls a ten to hit. Ah, oh, he misses. Yes, Paulton. Age armor. <laughs> a wolf comes at you and rolls a twelve. Uh, miss. Yep. Esmeralda, a wolf lunges at you and uh, rolls an 18. Now that would normally hit me, Chris, but can I, as a reaction, cast shield? Sure. 
to deflect it. So uh, with a quick flash of the hand, uh, the, the force barrier springs into life. Yes, a shield of force appears before you and the wolf bounces off of it. I think this is awesome and I'm getting super impressed by Esmeralda. You can see <laughs> All right. Dang, girl. Um, she moved up to a seven. And yeah. the, the fourth wolf will sort of grab DF by the foot and start dragging. Oh, no. Away. <laughs> no, I forgot. Say, uh, huh. Paris going to uh, be so just, mad. You just see DF. <laughs> <laughs> just have a little help here. No, he just came back to laugh. Go pull him again. I just sort of pulled across the snow. Um, so Evelyn, uh, Kirill will basically uh, leave Irina uh, to his his henchman, uh, who's another big burly guy. Uh, um, and uh, in front of you assumes this horrible hybrid form, uh, man-shaped but covered with fur, standing about seven feet tall with a wolf-like head. Um... And uh, uh, he basically uh, uses his whole action to do that. Uh, the one that's holding Arena just sort of tries to muscle or thrust her toward the wagon, um, but uh, doesn't really quite know what to do with her. And then uh, it's her action, and uh, she just hoofs one um, right square in the groin. Nice, get it, Arena. Nice yeah. one, girl. Yeah. Irina doesn't hold back. Nope. And then uh, sort of pushes him down, uh, actually, and then climbs on top of the wagon uh, just to stay out of easy striking distance of the wolves. And you can see she's looking around the wagon for a weapon. Got it, girl. Uh, I got so you covered. On. I got you covered, Irina. It is Strix's turn. So Strix, oh, you got a wolf on you. Paulton's got a wolf on him. Um, DF is being just sort of dragged off by a wolf, uh, and then Evelyn is fighting a half man, half wolf monster. Um, how far are any rooftops from me? Good question. So, there are some uh hovels, some uh, single story homes, uh, probably like about 20 feet away. Okay, um, I'm gonna use Misty step to get myself on one of those rooftops. Bamf. All right. Yes, you appear on a rooftop. All right. So I did that, and uh, that's my main action, correct? Uh, Misty step is a. I always forget. <laughs> I think I've got it. I think I've got it here, Chris, actually, because I was on M. It's a bonus action. Yep. Okay, cool. Sweet. Awesome. Then um, the wolf that is pulling a. Uh, Diaz, yeah. I believe, because he is helpless, and I'm like, well, <laughs> can't, can't get can't get that situation. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and cast. Uh, make sure I have one with the proper range now, because I'm kind of far away. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go ahead and cast a chromatic orb on him, and uh, choose a fire. Set him on fire. All right. So make your attack roll. 18. That is a hit. All right. And I need to do, well, I need my damage. Doop -a -doop. Let's see. Okay, so I'm still casting. Wait, 
Okay, I'm still it's still first level, so I just do. Hold on, I'm in a new place, so all of my things are like all over the place. <laughs> oh, there they are, hidden in my. It's actually raining outside, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for right, those so who don't know, Holly's in Perth, Australia. I'm in, in Perth, Australia, and it's winter. <laughs> it's winter, which is really charming. <laughs> um. All right. Well, it says I do one d eight. Is there any plus to that? Because I always forget. Let's see. Chromatic orb. Yes, it's infecting everyone. The British accent. <laughs> also, it's six a.m., so my brain is not functioning properly. <laughs> so, okay, if you're casting it using a first-level spell slot. Yes. Um. It's 3d8 damage. If you okay. every when you cast the spell using a spell slot of second level or higher, the damage increases by 1d8 for each spell level above first. Okay, and I can use a sorcery point to increase that to second level. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. You know what? It's just a wolf. So, but I kind of want to just wreck him. So I'll go ahead and use that sorcery point. Yeah. And it's not, you, know, you know it's not just a wolf, it's a werewolf. Oh, it's a werewolf, that's true, yeah, that's right. It isn't just the wolf. The wolves were tissue paper, these guys are scary. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go ahead and up it to second level. So how many D8s is that? 4D8. 4D8, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, six. Oh, seven. And three. Okay. <laughs> Total of? Seven, eight, nine. 16. Thank you. <laughs> I just right. use my hands to count. That is where I am uh, right now. <laughs> when, when it gets uh, struck by an orb of fire out of nowhere, that does uh, surprise the werewolf greatly, and he lets go of Diath. Yes. And, uh, it starts looking around for the cause of this thing that just happened to it. I'm really dirty, so I hunker down on the roof and just try and look like part of the roof. <laughs> okay. Natural camouflage. <laughs> Uh, Esmeralda. Hi. Uh, Esmeralda would like to, I want, can I try, I want to try something a bit different because I want to try and get um, a weapon to Irina uh, and also try and, uh, because I'm quite a confident fighter, I want to try and pull some of these uh, wolves towards me. Is there a way, I know I've currently got, I'm engaged with one. Um, Could I, uh, kind of almost doing like a dancer's pirouette sort of leap over the wolf, could I make an acrobatics check to try and move away without getting the attack opportunity? If I kind of almost do like a like a pirouette juke around it and then dance away towards the wagon. Sure, give that a try. Uh, ooh, 15. Okay, you are successful. So I kind of dance over, juke around the wolf, move over to the wagon. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to pull out my rapier and my silvered short sword, but I'd like to toss the silvered short sword up to Irina. Okay. So here, darling, catch. And like kind of... <laughs> up to All right. Uh, wow, she rolls a natural 20 and catches it expertly. Nice. Uh, and then Esmeralda will call out, try not to let them, let them bite you. The last thing we need is more people affected with lycanthropy. Uh, and then is there a way that I can try and I'd like to just as a free action, maybe just try and call out to the wolves something just like, all right, puppies, come here. And like kind of like <laughs> almost pull them. I want to try and like aggravate them towards me. to away Absolutely. From, uh, could I do like a, was that a charisma or like an intimidate or something? Uh, yeah, just make a uh, charisma. Do you have, I don't remember if you have intimidate, but if not, charisma. Cool. 
I do not have internet. Oh, natural 20. Oh, I am rolling not bad today, oh, as I the can. High Rollers crew will know that I do. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, the, wolf, the werewolves in wolf form all sort of turn toward Esmeralda. She kind of just gives a, 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 a grin. Including the one on you, Paulton. What would you like to do? Um, so he's, he's still like on me, but now his just attention is off. Correct. So he, he was in front of you, teeth bearing, ready to rip your throat out, um, after his botched attack on you. Uh, now he has, this werewolf is looking over its shoulder at Esmeralda and thinking about maybe on her instead. Okay. Um, aside from the one immediately on me, are there any other werewolves that are like super like within range of me or everyone else? Uh, the closest one to you would be the one that has just released Diaf. Okay. And about how far was he? It's about 10 feet away. Okay. Uh, would, oh, he's still probably next to Diaf though, huh? Uh, yeah, still close to Diaf, but not paying okay. much attention to him right now. Um, can I cast uh, Dissonant Whispers on the one that was about to try and wreck me? Yes. Cool. Absolutely. Nice. Very good. Good spell. Yes. <laughs> and he has to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, he rolls a 12, which is not enough. So your spell has its full effect. Beautiful. Okay, so then that is... Uh, um, I assume you're casting it as a first level spell, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it'll do 3d6 psychic damage. Okay. 3d6. We got... 6. 2. 2. 6, 2, 2. All right. Um, and then it moves away from you, as it is compelled to do by the spell. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so there is currently no werewolf threatening you, Paulton. Would you like to move or do anything else with your remaining turn? Um, can I, like, try and sneak over to Diaz to, like, make sure he is not, again, a lifeless corpse? Uh, <laughs> he's not lifeless. He's moving. Okay, good. Like he's, he's trying to, like, sit up or roll over or do something. I just give him a little like rough pat. I'm like, it's okay, buddy. You'll be fine. <laughs> Dad Paulton has such a nice caring touch, you know? <laughs> so Rubs so caring. Dirt, yeah. Oh, so good with kids too. Yeah, he's just <laughs> a sympathetic soul. All right. Uh, the Anna, the Burgermaster's wife, is doing everything she can to help clear the streets of people. Uh, she, you can see her spirit away uh, a small child, um, get the child out of harm's way. Uh, by this time, Evelyn, as your turn comes up again, uh, pretty much all of the local villagers are out of sight. They've all run off to their homes or hidden themselves away somewhere. So all the wolves are now facing Esmeralda. It appears, it appears that there's um, the, the leader is still confronting you. Uh, but yes, all of the other wolves seem to be drawn to Esmeralda. The, the leader no longer has a, uh, Irina. She's off. She's on top of the wagon uh, with uh, Esmeralda's silvered sword in hand. Um. 
I guess today I'm just going to stick to hacking at the leader because he was threatening my girl. And yep. I, don't, I don't stand for that. So okay. I just take another swing. And my magic weapon continues until I cast another spell and lose concentration, right? Right. Okay. So I will just keep my magic weapon. Oh. 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 It's also a two, so that's a ten. Okay, that'll that'll miss, but you got your second attack. So you know, I'm just doing that same dance, like yeah. I don't even need to take both my attacks on you. I just, <laughs> you know. All right, so nineteen. Nineteen is a hit. A lot of Lathander compels you. <laughs> uh, that's seven again. Excellent. I really like these numbers today. Uh, yeah. All right. Good. 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 Uh, so you deal him another grievous wound with lightfall. At that point, he says, "Mother Knight, give me the strength to from limb." And then my nostrils flare. He will uh, bite deeply into your flesh. <gasps> try anyway. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm so scared. <laughs> Twenty-one. Ah! <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, he does uh, ten ten points of piercing damage to you, Evelyn. Ouch! As he that bites hurt. bites into your shoulder through your armor. Um, do me a favor after taking the 10 points of damage make a constitution saving throw for me <laughs> that's a one oh, oh, no. so, but my cons really uh, it's a four total very good alright and then uh, let's see. The one that had previously been holding on to Arena is going to try to get a hold of her again by climbing up onto the wagon uh, and attempting to grapple her. Uh, he fails to do so. Uh, but uh, Strix, you can clearly, and everybody can clearly see, Arena is now on top of the wine wagon, on top of some barrels with a human, a werewolf in human form, and they're doing battle. At the same time, you notice uh, Evelyn sort of let out a shriek of despair as uh, this monster bites into her shoulder. Uh, the other wolves all... Paladins can just cure disease, right? <laughs> I know, that's what I'm looking at myself <laughs> like, I'm hoping is, for. is lycanthropy a disease? <laughs> the other wolves all attack Esmeralda. Come at me. One that was attacking Diaz Come at me, wolf bros. Um... And so three, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right. Uh, so Esmeralda, you have got four werewolves, four werewolves in wolf form now leaping at you. The first one rolls a nine, which doesn't hit, so you deflect him pretty handily. Carried away. The second one rolls a 13. Ching, parried away. The third one rolls a 14. Ching, parried away, or like more 
dodging, I guess. Yes. At this point. And the other, and the last one rolls a six. So you've managed to parry or hold off all four of them. Strix watches this and is like, oh, senpai. <laughs> <laughs> Strix, make a perception check. Oh dear. I'm always bad at these because I'm always so nervous. <laughs> yes. Uh, 15. Well, you're, you seem to um, keep your wits about you on this occasion. Yeah. From top, where you are, you see something which your friends have not noticed yet because they are all too immersed in ground-level warfare. But your height, your vantage point, uh, from the roof that you're on is at the north end of this square where this wagon is situated. Um, you're about 40 feet away from the Burgomaster's house, which is on the other side of the square. Um, you can also see the gatehouse to town from this vantage point, although with all the falling snow, it's really just a, a hazy silhouette. But you see something coming up the road. It is a man clad all in black. No. Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, not now. Riding on the back of a black horse. Oh, no. Great size. And the horse's mane and hooves oh, on fire. Oh, no. Oh. oh, no. It's not good. It's not good. We have to leave. It's <laughs> 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 freaking out. Like, that's actually... Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> And she just, uh, like, screams at everyone, we have to leave! <laughs> and it is and your start, turn. Well, I'm, I start clamoring up the roof like a rat, just like... <laughs> 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 oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, there you God. Go. It's that guy. No, uh, no. Oh, no. Worst timing oh, no. ever. So, <laughs> Strix I know that guy. <laughs> Anyone that has, guy? like, it's, it looks bad. Strix probably, she doesn't know who he is, but it looks, if anyone with that kind of mount is bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's not galloping forward. He's just sort of sauntering forward, but you can see him coming through the snow toward you. You start to scream out. Everybody can hear you. Um, would you, what would you like to do with your action? Oh, well, I'm still going to, I want to try and help my friends because they're still being attacked, but oh, I don't know what to do because I'm just so gosh darn scared. So I'm going to, yep. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, oh, let me check out which, which, which spells I have. Um, oh, I know what I can do. <laughs> so the gate, he hasn't crossed the gate yet. Uh, he is in. He is inside of the town. He's inside the town. Is there anyone around him? No. Is there anyone about? Mm, hold on. One hundred and twenty feet in front of him. Uh, yeah. Pretty much everybody in your party is one hundred and twenty feet in front of him. I had a good uh, idea, but it's not going to work. Uh, hey. he, he is about. When you first see him, he is just a little over a hundred feet away from you. Not yet All in right. the town square, however. Coming up the road into the town square. All right, well, I'm just going to... I just keep yelling at everyone, and I'm going to try and get, get their attention by uh, 
if there's any way that I can cast a, uh, let's see, uh, prestidigitation, mm-hmm. I'm going to try, and I, this is a long shot, <laughs> but I'm just going to just make it seem like something around, like someone in the village is just yelling, like, gosh, I, I hate, I sure hate this place. It's so awful. I really hate vampires and everything is just so terrible. And they're, I'm going to try and make it like next to the next. (laughs) (laughs) The intended effect that this might somehow distract this mounted individual. Got it. Okay. The mountain. I'm just like, gosh, everything here is so bad. Also, I sure love Lathander. Lathander is awesome. (laughs) You know who's great? The morning Lord. I sure love the morning Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, um, well, digitation has a range of 10 feet. It's loud. So. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's not going to work. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, there's just someone yelling about Lathander somewhere, and Strix realizes that it's only 10 feet. <laughs> she continues to freak out. Okay. Um, yes. He tried. But uh, let's see. Um, Evelyn, make a perception check. Ooh, uh, 19. As you feel the sting of this creature's jaws uh, puncturing your flesh and the, the tearing of the flesh, you sort of look over its, its lupine uh, bulk, its lupine shoulders, and can see what Strix's hyperventilating about <laughs> and trying to cast and with due cause you, you see this pale skinned dark haired regal imperious man on a fiery black horse um coming up toward the town square nonchalantly um and he is about 50 feet away from you i've heard descriptions of strad right uh by now you, you yes yeah i I, Anna, am assuming this is Strahd. Would Evelyn assume this is Strahd? Uh, I would I would assume so, yes. Okay. I uh, yell in response, get Arena out of here! Strahd is here! By the light of Lathander, I condemn you! And, uh, oh, no. Is it my turn? Uh, no. Okay. Um, it is actually uh, Esmeralda's turn. I start just shrieking prayers. Just shrieking them. All right. On hearing Evelyn's stating that it's Strahd, uh, do I notice the figure now? Uh, make a perception check. <laughs> uh, not bad. Still 17? Oh, yes. Uh, the color from Esmeralda's face just drains and her eyes go wide. Um, and she just goes, we cannot fight him. We need to run now. Not again. Um, and I want to... The wagon you said didn't have horses, right? It doesn't That's have correct. any horses or anything. I'm gonna like she starts calling out like horses. We need horses, something to get us out of here. Uh, and I'm gonna try and fend off some of these walls around me, but I am okay. panicking. Yes. Um, in answer to Esmeralda's call, uh, the rest of you know that your two horses were tethered up in a uh, little. Uh, stockade behind the burgomaster's house. So presumably Walter and Valentina are still there. Um, you can't see them from the town square, but they're like only, if the horses haven't been moved or disturbed, they're only about 50 feet away. 
And does the wagon still have its like hitchings for the horses? Like, it would does. it be easy to hitch them onto it? Uh, easy, yes, but nonetheless time consuming. You'd have oh, to damn it, okay, doing it. Uh, so chances are, given the pressure of the situation, you would not have time have to have time the horses to the wagons. Could I cast ensnaring strike to ensnare the horses to the wagon, and then make them? Hold? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> no. um, try though. Thanks. Worth a shot. Um, well, because I'm under so much pressure, I'm going to try and strike out some of these wolves, but maybe try and use my movement to climb up on top of the thing afterwards or something. Um, but I think I'm going to strike out some of these werewolves, uh, and I'll draw out my hand axe as well to go in my other hand. Yeah. So I've got the rapier in one hand and the hand axe in the other one. Okay. Right now, you're sort of fighting me off these four werewolves yeah. back to the wagon. Uh, yeah. Uh, make your attack rolls. Okay, so rapier attack one, thrusting forward with a strong pierce. I don't. I know you guys won't believe me, but the high rollers crew in, in the audience will know that this happens all the time. That was another natural twenty, uh, a genuine excellent natural 20, uh, on the rapier attack. So that's a hit. So uh, is it roll twice on the damage? Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, for the weapon damage. Yeah. Yeah, for the weapon damage. So that's a four on one d eight and eight. So that's twelve. Plus five, that's 17 from the plus one rapier. Good job. Uh, second rapier attack, uh, that's a 12 plus eight. So that's a, a 20, but not a natural 20. Uh, this is on the same target. I'm going to fend one of okay. them off to give me a, a, an opening. So that's six damage. Oops. Got it. You got it? Okay. That one's looking pretty hurt. And then the hand axe, I'm going to try and finish it off with, but... Okay. Uh, Ooh, 13. That's a hit. Oh, nice. And that is a six points of damage. You kill it. Hand axe just goes thunk into the skull. Yeah. Pull it out. Ooh. Yes, one of the werewolves, one of the wolf creatures collapses with its with uh, Esmeralda's hand axe embedded in its skull. I kick it uh, off with the artificial leg. That leaves uh, three wolves still attacking Esmeralda. One of the werewolves, the human on the uh, wagon attacking Arena, and of course the one attacking Evelyn, um, the leader. Uh, good round for Esmeralda. Now, Esmeralda, did you say you wanted to like try to climb up onto the wagon at this point? Yeah, I think I'm going to try and just like almost like <laughs> kind of almost like hop onto one of the wolves' backs and then use like spring off of it like in a kind of acrobatic jump to try and get on up yeah. high. I'll uh, have that. make a. Uh, uh, an acrobatics check. Okay. Oh, that is a 14. Okay. Um, as you attempt to do so, you provoke <laughs> an attack of opportunity from, yeah. uh, one, uh, from one of the wolves. Uh, all right. Ooh. He rolled a 20. That's going to hit me. Okay. Um, so he gets you around your good foot as oh, you no. try to leap over him you can bite the wooden one it's it's fine <laughs> <laughs> dang it all right it's okay and, uh, with its bite it does uh seven points of damage okay and i would like you to make a constitution saving throw. no they're turning us all into werewolves <laughs> i think this is fine i got 16 okay i hope that's fine <laughs> <laughs> Noted for the future. <laughs> okay. And uh, yes, you were able to clamber up onto the wagon. 
Uh, uh. So you can see uh, Irina duking it out with uh, one of these men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, it's her turn. So, oh, uh, she skewers him uh, with your sword and causes him a nice grievous wound. And it is Paulton's turn. Paulton. So do I do I too at this point notice this fine fellow approaching? Make a perception check. Okay. 18. Yes. It's like, oh. 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 <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, we need we need to go. <laughs> um so the uh the one Actually, no. So, so there's a there's a, a wolf man on Evelyn right now, right? Uh, yeah, they're, the leader of the werewolves uh, is basically um, right on top of Evelyn. He okay. Um, can I, uh, since I see like she's kind of got her hands tied, can I uh, cast Bardic Inspiration? You sure can. Cool. All right. Uh, and uh, you're giving that to her? Yes. Okay, so Evelyn, you have a D8 that you can add to any die roll. Okay. So. Dang it, I forgot I had inspiration. I could have used that on my con roll. Uh, oh. Crap. Well, at least you didn't use prestidigitation to try and trick Strahd. <laughs> hey, uh, I goes down in legend. What else would you like to do? <laughs> um... Can I try to head for horses? Uh, Yeah, if you want to tear ass around to the back of the Burgomaster's uh, abode uh, and and, uh, untether uh, Valentina and Walter, you could do that. Okay, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. It'll probably take all of your action just to get back there. Um, But when you do run around uh, to the backside of the house, yeah, you can see your two horses are up there and they seem just fine. Great. Okay. Do you let your party know that that's what you're doing? You're just going to go off in silence. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the horses. Okay, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> you hear Diaz lying in the snow saying, "Yeah, you do that." Poor <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Diaz. Is he just? Is he fine though? He's just laying right. Yeah, he's just. He's snow. fine. He's okay. just totally. He's just chilling. He's yeah, he's out. just chilling. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, and, uh, so Paulton has vanished from the town square. Uh, I... Evelyn. you got a werewolf on you. Uh, yeah. I... I don't want to cast any other spells because my magic weapon is working so well. But I have so many good things for this. So I keep debating. But I guess I'll stick with the magic weapon, and I'm just, just, I'm just trying to hack them apart. Okay. Uh, seventeen plus seven is oh, yeah, twenty-four. That's gonna hit. Yay! Oh, plus eight actually, twenty-five. Easily. So. These guys don't really wear any armor per se, so they're not hard to hit. I'm gonna. Can I add? I rolled a one. So that's uh, five damage. But can I add my D8 to the damage right now? 
inspiration, only attack rolls, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if he was the um, so combat five. bard. Yeah. Five damage, and then I smack him like one way and then the next. Yep. Uh, ooh, natural 20. So that's, uh, that's 28, actually. Okay, so uh, for the damage, you roll your weapon damage die twice. Okay. And then you add your normal strength benefit. So um, that's going to be 10. Okay. Plus. plus. Oh, oh, wait. Plus 14. Well done. 24. Wow. Amazing. Nicely done. Praise right. the morning lord. <laughs> Praise <laughs> the morning lord. You seem to bloody this uh, werewolf quite badly uh, with that with that last swing in particular, uh, causing him to howl out. No one bites a servant of the morning lord and gets away with it. Mother Night is always stronger than the Morning Lord. That's just not true at all. Evelyn's <laughs> <laughs> running out of witty banter. <laughs> this is not, not true. Really very good. <laughs> all right. Um, so that uh, figure on the flaming horse uh, advances. Now he is about 30 feet away from the wagon. And about 80. Bad news, bad news, bad news. Uh, so, so basically 30 feet away from Evelyn, Irina, and Esmeralda, and uh, about 80 feet away from Strix. Uh, and at that point, Strahd is going to act. No! No, no, no. We're no. not ready! I'm just so afraid. I want to cry. Run, 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 so run, run, ready. Run. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like sweating. I'm like nervous sweating. <laughs> Dude, this is like people, things have been great in Barovia so far. Now I might be a werewolf and Strahd is here. This is not good. <laughs> I'm just here for the guest stream, guys. <laughs> Why do we have ruining everything, Mark? I'm All sorry. Right. <laughs> the from the bottom is like, well, I died. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then um, he says Irina come to me no no No. does she react at all Uh, she seems to hear him uh, and uh when uh, she sort of looks over in his direction, um, she does not respond to him in any way. Uh, there is a great fear in her eyes. And then he says, it is the only way to save your friends. That's not true. Don't listen to him. He's a liar. <laughs> save ourselves. It's okay. You don't have to marry anyone you don't want to. Marry for love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then the werewolf attacks you, Evelyn. No. Um, Strahd just uh, hear you marry for love. <laughs> and then, uh, but uh, rolls a fifteen on the attack roll. Oh well, I was going to ask because I don't have my shield up. My AC is fourteen, but my shield makes it seventeen. Right. So Do I have time to like pull out my shield or like. You haven't done that. You would have done that on your turn. Okay, so no. So, uh, so uh, okay, so uh, he he bites you yet again. No! 
uh, for 11 points of damage. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. All right, this time. Uh, do I get to know if, so that's a, that's a 14. Do I get to know if that's a pass or not? You don't get to know. Uh, it's not for inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I can use. All right. I won't, I won't use it. All right. Uh, and then, uh, the, uh, other wolves, um, because being in wolf form, it's very hard to climb wagons. Um, they all assume hybrid form. Uh, so now, including the one who's actually on the wagon fighting, who was on the wagon fighting arena. Um, so all of the werewolves now are in this horrible hybrid man-wolf form. Um, but uh, the one that was attacking arena before is no longer threatening her. Instead, they're all turning on Esmeralda. <laughs> but the four that transformed, that was their whole action, that right, Chris? The action. <laughs> okay, they was, I was joking. Oh, but like, the, only, the only thing that they're able to do after they change form is clamber up onto the wagon. Surround me. Um, so basically, you are just surrounded by these lupine monstrosities. Um, the one uh, 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 um, one saving grace is, of course, they've used their action. They can't actually hurt you this round. Mm. Um, let's see. Strahd will say to you, Esmeralda, he says, you are welcome to return to my dungeon. He says, rather than die here. I'll not listen to you, monster. When I find Richtoven, we'll kill you finally and restore this land. <laughs> Why don't we find him together? You and I. Crying tears. He says, I long for a reunion with my old adversary. And uh, he says, Irina, my love, join me. And uh, she says, as you wish. No, no, no. Oh, no, you can't princess bride that. <laughs> there have been a lot of really good princess bride quotes in this episode. Don't ruin it by a bad one. A Strix. <laughs> you can uh, make a uh, arcana check for me or insight if you prefer. All right, I'll do. I have a good arcana actually. Uh, 17. Yeah, you think that uh, Strahd put his vampire whammy on Arena just there. <laughs> okay. Vampire whammy. The vamp's whammy. The vamp whammy. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I know she's charmed. She seems to be, uh, yes, ensorcelled. All right. Um, as long as she doesn't make it to him, we're okay. How far away from him is she? 30 feet. Okay, good. Um, other question. Round Esmeralda within, uh, let's see, hold on. 
within 20 feet, how many friendlies are there? Within 20 feet of who? Esmeralda. Ah, uh, friendlies within 20 feet of Esmeralda include Irina and Evelyn. I know you're planning there, Holly, and I approve. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm going to go ahead and use my uh, careful spell with my sorcery points, and I'm going to cast Fireball right on top of that wagon. And I'm going to be careful with Irina and with Evelyn. All right. So you're going to exclude them from the blast. Yes. And, and right. Esmeralda, right? I said, yeah, Esmeralda. Yeah. Yeah, Esmeralda. <laughs> Irina, yeah. I, I said Irina, I was yeah. like, wow, yeah. Esmeralda. Yeah, just matters. <laughs> so I've got hit no, points, guys. Likes, I don't Strix know that likes many. Esmeralda. Strix okay. likes Esmeralda. She agreed with her. Yeah. All right. So there is this huge, well, this streak of flame flies from this rooftop to this wagon and explodes into this titanic fireball uh, that just lights up the snowy, uh, gray, bleak afternoon. Uh, Paulton, you don't see it, but you hear it, this sort of whoosh sound. Um, Strix also screams. "Who's ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got a lot of saving throws to make here. I like when you're scared by your own actions. (laughs) Strix, Strix, while I'm making saving throws for the werewolves who are caught in the blast, uh, I roll damage for your spell. So it's 8d6, yeah. That's a lot. Big big dams. Big dams. Well, all right, let's see. All right. Six werewolves are caught in the blast. Do they catch on fire? Um, we don't know yet. Let's see. Three of them make their saving throws and three of them fail. Would wine explode? Hmm. Uh, I hope not. It wouldn't, it wouldn't explode. No, it'd just be. Uh, the fireball flammable. will almost certainly do damage to the casks and the wagons. The wagon. Hmm. Hmm. Hold on, I messed it up. I forgot how many times I rolled, so I'm just going to roll again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no. The math is confusing me. <laughs> Thirty-nine. Wow! All right. <laughs> Good work. Sorry. Good work. That was amazing. <laughs> Thirty-nine. Holy smokes! I had to get out my two d six that I had because one was confusing me. <laughs> I don't have enough fingers. Someone in chat said I don't have fingers to calculate the damage. You are correct. I did not. I needed a pen. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, there's a huge kaboom uh, in the middle of the town square. Uh, bits of wagon, uh, flaming wagon shrapnel fly off in all directions. Esmeralda, I would like you to make a dexterity saving throw. Um, mostly because while you seem to be magically excluded from this fiery effect, uh, 
mm-hmm. uh, the the fireballs impact uh, on the wagon itself last is causing the wagon underneath you to sort of collapse and blow apart. Well, Sorry I roll. It's all right. I got a 19 with a plus four, so that's 23. All right. So amid the wreckage of the wagon, you are able to land on your feet like a cat. Yeah. Nice. Spinning, uh, dancer style. All right. Superhero landing. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, superhero landing. Arena uh, uh, lets out a shriek of surprise as flames just absolutely envelop her, although she herself is not touched by them uh, and is sort of... Uh, hurled uh, face first down into the snowy ground um, uh, and just sort of, sort of marvels at the fact that she's still alive somehow. Uh, and uh, Evelyn, you are excluded from the flames, but the flames seem to uh, smother and badly wound the creature that's been attacking you. And he lets out some horrible, what the hell is that? <laughs> Hell is right. That's where you're going. Oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, and you see Strahd sort of, even even Strahd sort of winces at the uh, this big bloom of fire, flame that erupts in front of his eyes, and there's a bit of alarm in his face, like he thinks maybe Arena, his bride, has been consumed. Uh, but when the smoke clears and she's still alive. Uh, uh, you can see he calls out to her again. I thought he was going to do a Sephiroth and come walking through the fire then. Uh, But when he calls out to her this time, he says, Tatiana. That's not her name. You got her confused (laughs) with someone else. It's just like, Evelyn, run! I'm going to try and... All right. Uh, that was all on Holly's turn, so it is now Paulton's turn. So you can run to the horses. Yeah, you can probably uh, untether both of them as an action, and maybe even mount one as part of your movement. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm so. Can I like uh, mount one and like ride it back out while reining the other? Yep. Cool. So I bring the horses up, and I'm just like, I got the... Her- oh, shit, we're doing it now. Okay. Yeah, as soon as you uh, come back around, you all see Paulton. Are you riding uh, Walter or Valentina? Whichever one I just happened to... Uh, no no preference, whoever was more convenient. All right, Walter. Walter. Cool. All right, so you're on Walter. You've got uh, Valentina. You're pulling her along. Uh, you come riding out... Um, like some hero in a Western. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like take out my bagpipes. I do the little. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> I swoon a little bit. <gasps> all right. Don't we all. Um, okay. Evelyn, you are standing amidst the flaming wreckage of this wagon, uh, staring at your smoldering foe. Um, who seems very badly hurt, uh, and uh, but his his resolve to tear you to pieces has not been diminished. If I were to go straight into the air, would I provoke an attack of opportunity? Still, yeah. Unless you were just disengaging, like you were going to use your action to disengage from him, but then you would have no attacks. Okay. I wanted to do that and then cast a spell, but I couldn't do both, you're saying. Uh, no, not if the spell requires an action to cast. 
Now you could try to fly up, provoke the attack of opportunity, and then you'd still have all your actions. He could take me out completely though, if he rolls well, I'm not doing so hot. Okay. Uh, but he's real badly wounded, right? Uh, just like you. So if I could take him out in one hit, then I could use my second attack to cast the spell. No, it doesn't work that way. Uh, <laughs> basically, your action is either to make two attacks or cast the spell now. That's what I okay. Just, you know, I got to keep you on your toes, Chris. I got to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, darn. I really wanted to cast a spell, but I'm just going to keep hitting him because right. that's all I can do. Make your attack roll. <sighs> that's a seven, which would be a fifth but I don't know if that's a hit or not. That is a hit. Okay, cool. Then my damage is 12. Ooh, good. And then once again, until you go to your fiery grave. <laughs> 19 plus 8, 27. Yeah. And the damage will be 11 that time. Okay, so with that swing, you bring Lightfall around and you sever Kirill's head from his shoulders. Uh, And stay out of the world! Uh, You can see when that happens, the other werewolves, although they're all smoldering or sort of half-burnt, charred or whatever, (laughs) they seem to acknowledge the death of their leader and they begin to howl in fury. I howl in pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, it's coming through. The light can through me. (laughs) All right. Kirill Stoyanovich is no more. By the holy light of Lathander, you have been smitten from the face of the earth and light shall again prevail. All hail the morning Lord. Strix is like, this isn't earth. (laughs) I contemplate this. (laughs) <laughs> all right it's a demi-plane the werewolves go next um is that right yes i guess it is uh okay they deprived of their leader and enraged will turn their wrath upon the one who just decapitated carol so evelyn that sucks they seem to uh, make their way toward you. Do I get an uh, attack of opportunity against anyone, Chris? Yes. Yeah, kill them before they reach me, please. Well, I, I can only get one, unfortunately. Yep. I'll do my best. Go ahead. Uh, so that's a 16 to hit with hit. a rapier. Yep. Plus one rapier. And that's uh, 7 plus 5. That's 12 points of damage. All right, you kill it. Yay! Ah. So as one moves past you, you just absolutely eviscerate it. No, you don't! Okay. So instead of four coming after Evelyn, three do. It's better. Yep. Uh, the first one uh, rolls a 15, which we've already acknowledged as a hit. Who? The second one also rolls a 15. Ugh! And the third one rolls higher than that. <laughs> I have given my life in service. <laughs> so, Evelyn, you take five points of damage. Okay. Plus another five points of damage. Okay. Plus another eight points of damage. I am down. Okay. No. Uh, they descend upon her 
and then she just sort of drops. I say something very poetic, like, <laughs> when one lat goes out, another is born. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> the healing uh, potion. All right. Um, Irina uh, uh, picks herself up off the snowy earth. She's gone. Um, and uh, begins to uses all of her mo- movement, well, all of her turn, the remainder of her turn, to uh, walk over to Strahd, um, who takes his hand and just pulls her up behind him on the back of his horse. No! No! I was trying that whole time to cast protection from evil. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Jeez. All right. Um... The werewolves have gone. The arena has gone. Ah. Uh, Strix, make a perception check. No. It can't be more. Strix is just crying and peeing herself at this point. (laughs) Why she smells so bad? Uh, Yeah, probably. It's 12. Okay. Um. Okay, uh, so you were so sort of enwrapped by all of the things happening in town square, you didn't notice until it was too late that a swarm of bats has descended upon you. Ah! <laughs> oh, no. I don't like bats. Um, Are they like sentient bats, obviously? Uh, they, they seem to uh, possess a malign intent. Oh. Uh, and as they flutter around you, uh, they don't actually do any damage to you. Uh, not for lack of trying. Uh, they seem to be trying to tear into you with their, <laughs> their claws. Oh, uh, God, it's gross. But as soon as they descend upon you, you just start batting them away furiously as, as, as much as you can. Uh, but you are totally surrounded by this massive swarm. I hold my, my rat stinky close to me, and I'm yeah. like, don't look at the bat stinky. <laughs> All right. And so you Pretty are now uh, those of you who are on the ground can see and hear uh, this cloud of bats on this rooftop and see Strix in the middle of it flailing away, protect, protecting her, protecting Stinky with one hand and swatting at the air with the other. All right, and it is Strix's turn. Right, so Strix, you are in the middle of this swarm. Swarm of bats. Ugh. I don't um, like being unconscious. Can I see out from the swarm of bats at all? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, let's see how many, okay, I think, oh yeah, I'm good. Okay, good. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and, uh, can I see Paulton with the horses or? You sure can, yep. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and use a Misty Step again to get out of the swarm. Good call. And, Go next to uh, Paulton. So you can actually appear on one of the horses' backs. Oh, perfect! I'll appear on uh, Valentina's back. All right. Bam. And as as a as a bonus action, I'm going to say we have a healing potion. Get it to Evelyn. It's on Dieth. <laughs> Where the hell did you come from? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so um, Holly Strix has used a bonus action to teleport. Uh, to where she is now. 
um, she didn't have to use an action to say what okay, she cool. said. So okay, you still cool. have an action. Sweet. Uh, all right. Swarm of bats. Swarm of bats. What can I do against a swarm of bats? <laughs> I guess uh, death. Are the wolves still on Evelyn? They are. Okay, that's not good. Yeah, but they're that's all, warm. They're all in pretty bad shape because they all were badly incinerated by your fireball. Right. Okay, cool. Um, well, oh, I guess, I mean, it's, I have nothing that's really a big explosion that I can do again. But you know what? I'll just try and do another chromatic orb at the wolves. Okay. Just kind of just explode another fire, kind of like to scare them, like, Ah, there's more fire coming. You're going to get freaked out. Okay, so not targeting one specifically. but No, just kind of exploding it right in the middle of them, like, ah, more fire to freak them out. All right. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, You can make an arcana check and basically use that as as a form of intimidation. Okay, cool. That's what I'll do then. I'll intimidate them. So I should roll an arcana check that counts as an intimidation. Correct. Okay, cool. Nice. Oh, sweet. Oh, I got 21. All right, yes. That seems to startle them and drive them away from Evelyn. Awesome. Uh, they, they seem to be uh, duly cowed by this, uh, by the possibility of being blasted by another fireball. All right. That's right. And their desire for revenge does not trump their desire for self-preservation. Um, all right, so Evelyn is now kind of lying there, um, bleeding in the snow, um, but doesn't have wolves tearing at her throat or other body parts anymore. So that's Paulson, get the potion, get it to her. You've got two character, two party members currently lying on the ground. You've got Diath in one place and you've got Evelyn in the other. Uh, and it is Esmeralda's turn. Cool. So I've just seen that happen. The wolves have been driven off. Can I get to Evelyn without uh, going past the wolves or anything? Can I like skirt around them or? Yes. Cool. So I'm going to look up at uh, Polton and Strix on the horse. Mm-hmm. Get your friend. I can get her up. Don't just get your friend now on the horse. And I will kind of rush over towards Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from my belt, I'll pull out a greater healing potion, kind of lift her head up gently and kind of say, come on, love, here you go. Drink this and like pour it down her throat. All righty. I can't remember how much a greater healing is. I'm glad you asked. Because I was just going to look that up. I think it's like <laughs> 4d4 plus 4 or something. Yeah, because like the superior is the 8d4, isn't it? Right. Um, but I got it right here. Greater healing, 4d4 plus 4. Plus 44 plus 4. So that's 2, 6, 10, 12, 16. All right, so you have 16 hit points, Evelyn. Uh, sort of like half cradling her, half pulling her up. I sit up with a gasp. <gasps> I Come on, to- the morning Lord. Oh I'm commanded that I continue my service of the light, and I shall. I shall. She, Esmeralda looks down at you. She's like, "That's lovely, dear, but we need to go now. Strad's there." I I cup her cheek and I say, "Yes, you're right." And I kiss her on the cheek with like fervor, and then I jump up and start like running around. Uh, you're still technically prone. Um, <laughs> I tried to jump up and then kind of fall. Yes. Can I use the rest of my action to try and pull her up onto her feet at least so that we can make a quick sure. exit? Did like, you say, how I just, many, I want to, uh, how many six, points did you say 16, I have? 16, you're on, Anna. Oh, cool. All right. 
Yeah, so Evelyn, uh, Esmeralda will actually kind of pull you up to your feet. You're a little bit wobbly in the knees. Uh, uh, for the light! <laughs> like, yes, all right, dear, come on. Uh, but she braces you and holds you up quite well. Uh, and, I just uh, want us to be as ready to go as possible. Yeah. Ready to run. Yeah. Esmeralda is actually, actually stronger than she looks. She's uh, got a lot of strength packed in that little body of hers. Uh, okay, and then... Um, Let's see. Then we get to Paulton's turn. Um, I guess, uh, can I just ride on over and try and grab Beeth? You sure can. Now, do you want to try to pull him up without dismounting, or do you want to like stop the horse, get down, throw him up on the back of the horse, and climb back up yourself? Like you, how do you want? I'm gonna attempt to try and grab him without dismounting. All right. He he does his utmost just to raise a hand. <laughs> That's pretty much all he can do to help you. I had a big help, but <laughs> he just holds up a limp hand. Uh, I would like you to make a strength athletics check. <laughs> Poor dear. Colton's speciality, I'm sure. <laughs> right up his alley. Ooh. Oh, saying that. What? Nineteen. Whoa! Holy yeah. smokes, dude! All right, yes. Uh, pulling on reserves of strength, Paulton might not even know he had. Uh, he reaches down, wraps a tight hand around Diaz's forearm, and pulls his buddy up onto the horse. Um, and so, uh, like, love him over. I'm like, oh my god, too much effort, too much. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> and uh, Diaz can muster a, you know, a a thank you, and that's about it. <laughs> no worries, buddy. You just uh, owe me. Over that. <laughs> Stress is like, why are you hitting him so hard? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, just to recap, Strix, you are on Valentina. Um, Diaf and Paulton are now on Walter. Esmeralda and Evelyn, you are on the ground with three startled, singed werewolves. Um, who backed off because of uh, Strix's uh, clever casting of her spell, but are still a threat in the general area. Mm. Uh, And so we come to Evelyn. Uh, So are they engaged in melee combat with me, these wolves? Uh, They are not within immediate striking distance. You'd have to move to attack one of them. They got startled off uh, about 10 feet away from you by the spell that Strix cast. And are Strahd and and Arena gone, though? No, they are still there, um, sort of uh, on their (laughs) massive horse. Uh, How how far away are they from me? About 30 feet. Are they, like, smooching or something at this point? (laughs) Nope. Uh, no. Irina seems like she's in a bit of a daze, uh, and Strahd just seems to be impassively uh, surveying the carnage in the battlefield. Uh, I I cast uh, protection from evil on Irina. No, the truth by the light of. And the glorious will of the morning, Lord. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, no. Why did you do that? The truth will set us free. No. Well, it'll definitely 
to set you free in the sense of big dad. Okay. Here's, okay, here's, here's the thing about protection from evil and good. Um, it's a touch. Oh, I forgot. Crap. Oh, good. So. Never mind. I don't think I would do that. I think I know. I would know that's silly. So. Would you? Would you really? <laughs> <laughs> would you really? Well, I'm like barely able to stand. Otherwise, like Evelyn would totally do that normally. But I think just having been almost dead a moment ago, maybe not. Uh, but she wouldn't just let Arena be taken either. Esmeralda's probably saying to you at this point, sort of something like, he's too strong. We can't face him. We need to leave. We need, we need help. We need something else. We can't fight him now. He's well, too strong. Uh, Evelyn, run away. If we fight him, we all die. You don't want all of your friends to die, right? Evelyn, I'm your friend. He wants I, to marry her. He won't kill her yet. I, like, take what Esmeralda says very seriously. <laughs> she just saved my life. She has, like, ultimate respect points right now. And I'm like, you're right. We need to get our strength back, and then we will strike with full force and, and the backing of the Morning Lord. And then I just kind of try to gather everyone and retreat. All right. But I tell uh, them to get on the horse because I can, I mean, I guess I can't fly as fast as a horse can run, huh? No. Well, all right. Well, I offer them the horse anyway. Can we all three fit on the horse? Um, that would be difficult. Yeah, I offer them the horse and I offer to just like run alongside. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, even though you can't move, fly as fast as a horse can ride, you can take a direct path, whereas often yeah. a horse has to, you know, follow a road or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you're, you are you should be able to keep up, up with them at least for a short bit. At least I can stay out of harm's way by and floating above. Yeah. All right. Um, then it is uh, the werewolf's turn. Uh, they all turn to Strahd. Uh, Strahd just sort of nods very subtly uh, toward the gate, and they all bolt from the village. So the werewolves seem to be withdrawing, uh, Strahd having what he wants now in his clutches. Mm. Uh, the bats uh, that had previously surrounded Strix, um, that swarm descends down through the town square um, and just sort of. Uh, uh, follows the wolves out, staying very close to the ground, almost like a ground swarm of bats. And uh. they trail the wolves uh, as they leave, uh, leaving Strahd and Arena behind. Uh, Strahd will look at you, Evelyn, and say, your long, dark night is just beginning. I don't think so. I think I'm just going to be staying here in the light. <laughs> Girl <laughs> starts just like crying as he's like talking to Evelyn. Like this is so bad. It's so bad. Why? The Lavender shines on us all and is impenetrable in its fortress of beauty and truth. And, I wish uh, I had a whole mouth spell. Uh, Strahd's nightmare uh, leaps into the air. And uh, even though this black horse has no wings, it seems to be able to run through the air as easily as it runs across the ground. It's like, oh shit, that's pretty cool. I glare like with passion as he takes my friend Arena away. 
And uh, that leaves Strix. So the werewolves and the bats are fleeing the village. Strahd and his bride have taken to the air on their fiery steed. What would you like to do? Uh, I realize... Strix, sorry. Oh, sorry. (laughs) They're all leaving. They're running away. I don't... Can we stop them? (laughs) What arena? She was so nice. I wanted to get her a snack. Snickety snook. Um, as there is, how far in the air are they? Oh, they get about, uh, I want to say 40 feet up. And Arena's behind him. Right. She has her hands around his waist, basically. If she were to suddenly become real rigid, would she just fall off? <laughs> Unknown. Unknown. Depends. Right. I'm going to try one last effort and cast hold person on Arena. <laughs> I'm going to see, because horses are hard to stay on. They're even harder to stay on when they're flying. What's the saving throw? Saving throw. Uh, <laughs> look, it's a last-ditch effort, okay? Um, hold on. Where is my, what am I doing? Where is my saving throw? I'm sorry. I'm real jet-lagged. That's all right. This was slightly unexpected. <laughs> I have to roll for that. What am I doing? Have you got the uh, slips off horse table ready in the DMG there, Chris? Yep. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so I rolled an 11. <laughs> for what? Hmm? Oh, what's that- the, no, what's the save, DC? Oh... I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, for a whole person, I'm like so confused right now. Like, yeah. It should just be okay. your spell save DC. Yeah, just your spell save DC. It's like normally on your spells page. Yeah, I'm like losing my mind. Oh, Jesus Christ, it's 14. I was okay. like, I don't know, I was thinking it was something else. Numbers. It's cool. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So you cast the spell. Uh, you can see it take hold of Arena. And then you see her fall <laughs> from the horse. 40 feet up in the air. And I can fly, so I, I fly to intercept. Uh, no, not your turn, I'm afraid. Dang it! <laughs> uh, so, yes, Arena uh, uh, falls 40 feet, um, landing behind a building, like one of the... Uh, <laughs> no! Look, oh, one of the buildings on the town square. Fixed. You just hear this horrible sound, this bone. A fall crunching. can be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> this bone crunching noise. Falls can be you, fixed. And then you hear the devil Strahd let out a horrible, horrible scream. <laughs> and then we're going to call that. Uh, done. Well, we <laughs> ain't getting married today. <laughs> Strix is like, leave it, Evelyn. We'll come back and fight another day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then she's like, wait, maybe I'll just steal his bride. Dead. Look, I was right. What's I was better? right next what's to better? this is happening, right? Because on horse. It's like, what? Why? Like, I why? I, I said, falling from a horse is better than being a slave to Strahd. Yeah, but there are so many ways we could have gotten her off that horse. Like, it didn't sound like it. 
<laughs> well, I like your way, though. I like your way. That right. was unexpected. A little bit. Uh, so, is Arena dead or isn't she? Tune in next week to find out. You can fix it. It's fine. When Dice Camera Action returns. <laughs> A couple quick announcements, because Anna, do you have your game in like four minutes? I do. Okay. So a couple quick announcements. One, if you haven't seen it, tune in to watch Acquisitions Incorporated, the series. It uh, New episodes come up every Wednesday at midnight. Uh, check it out. You'll have a lot of fun um, in the weeks leading up to PAX West. Also, subscribe to our D&D podcast channels. Uh, we've got Dungeon Delve, which is a repository of all of our previous gaming podcasts as well as tune into Dragon Talk, where Greg Tito, Shelley Mazinoble, and various other D&D luminaries talk about all things related to D&D. Uh, any other things you guys want to say other than, hey, Mark, look forward to seeing you next week as well. Yeah, uh, I will, hopefully I, I'm looking forward to joining you guys. It's been, an, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I am more than happy to play whenever you need me. Uh, and yeah, if I could just give a quick shout. So if you, guys want, if you guys are in the UK or if you want to watch some UK people play D&D, we have our High Rollers, which is on uh, Saturday. Well, at the moment, it's Saturday, but it will be switching to Sunday next week. And that's at 5 p.m. British summertime. And you can watch us on uh, twitch.tv forward slash jogscast. And that's on the, the High Rollers D&D. And that's, uh, we have a lot of fun. And it's great. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, my show starts on uh, twitch.tv slash misclicks, M-I-S-S-C-L-I-K-S. It's live right now. You can go hang out in the channel until we start, which will be in a few minutes because I have to pack this up and move somewhere else. Yeah. Sorry, we ran a little bit long. No worries. But hey, what a note to end on. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh Everything's fine. It's all yeah. fine. Totally fine. Everything's right. fine. Totally fine. What an episode. I got my voice back. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much, guys. It's been amazing. Thank all you. Right. Bye bye, everybody. Bye. bye. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.